Thanks for downloading this episode of Fun Employment Radio. Also, be sure if you like us, you'll love our merchandise. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store to pick up a shirt, a hat, all of the above. Go check it out. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I mean, I guess what? I'm just a little bit ashamed. All right, what are you I'm ashamed a about upset. now? I'm not ashamed. I'm just, it's less ashamed, less about shame, more about disappointment. Okay, I was going to say, you don't really seem ashamed about a lot. Like, well, you do no. a lot of shameful things, but you don't feel ashamed about them. Well, no, it's just, it's the fact that, I, th- I think it was last night was when it really hit home, but I realized, like, looking back, it had been going on for a little while. Okay. I, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it was uh, the relapse definitely happened. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. I will address what I'm talking about here at the beginning. Yes, yeah, right, I'm was, already confused. I know that was bringing it down just a little bit. I'm going to talk about it, something personal that's going on in my life that I'm going to bring up here in just a second. Uh, I do want to say this, of course, if you are shopping uh, online, Sarah, make sure you go to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link. Oh, right that's a really good link to click on. That is a, that is a fantastic link to <laughs> click on. So uh, you could do that. Also, uh, I want to say this. Coming up on the show here in just a little bit, we're going to be joined by... Ms. Andy Main. Ms. Andy Main, comedian extraordinaire and friend of ours. Yes. Is that how you speak now when you do when you? I think Andy somebody? would appreciate that. Okay. Maybe you should introduce Andy that way. It's very grandiose. I'll be like, and coming to the microphone right now, we have the one and only Andy Main. What, what, kind, of a, what kind of an accent are you it's trying to do like there? It's kind of like a Dracula slash uh, like circus like ringleader. A Dracula circus ringleader. Yes. That's what you're going for. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's working out really well for mm-hmm. you. So Andy May is going to be out here to talk about her show. She's got her comedy mixtape show coming up. I believe it is to, tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Tomorrow is when the show it's is. It's tomorrow. Shows, it's happening at Helium tomorrow night. Which is awesome. So she's going to be out here talking all about that. So, so we'll get to that here in just a minute. But I, I feel like I do need to address this. It was, a, it was a shocking realization I had last night. About something that I didn't even know was going on. I hadn't even realized I'd fallen back into this this pattern or this like hole that I was in. So All here's I'm what thinking happened. thinking of is like the, your obvious holes, like the ones that you always slink back into, the, mm-hmm. the bad patterns in your life that you already have. Right. Did you want to talk a little while or should I guess now? Well, let me... I mean, I guess... Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you two guesses. All right. Two guesses. Does it have anything to do with playing video games? No. No? no, because I haven't had time to. That's always there. There's always the possibility that I could fall back into playing video games. Okay. Now, that's something I could easily slide back into, but I haven't had enough time to do that because I've been, you know, we've been, I've been traveling and different stuff. And doing so. whatever it is that you're ashamed of doing that I well, don't know this, what it is. Well, this can go along with any of that. That's the problem. It's a very easy, dangerous thing to get into. What? And, and that's happened. And I, honestly, I have kind of a bone to pick with a couple of people who enabled it. But... It's not their fault for enabling it, but nonetheless, it was enabled. Uh, I so, don't even know what you're talking about. So, do you have any other guesses? Um, crack cocaine. No, it was not crack cocaine. Okay. No. So, here's what happened. I'm going to tell you how I got back into this again and what happened last night where I realized I really did have an issue. Um, I believe it was last week on uh, Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. We were joined by a guest 
who, uh, two guests, actually. Uh, there was Alex, our friend Alex, who was in here. Oh, yes. And there was Steve, Steve the Brit. Steve the Brit. Steve the Brit. Mm-hmm. He was here visiting from... Was from uh, Nottingham. From, yes, that's also a terrible accident, or accent. An accident that you did that accent. It's There's just so many things there. So anyway. You're quite the word Steve, Steve was here, and, um, and they were fantastic. And Steve was very nice. But what Steve did at the end, oh. I don't think he quite knew what he was doing. He was doing a very nice thing. All right, Eddie guessed it in the chat. I think I know what you're going with that. Um, and and he was doing a he was doing a very nice thing. <gasps> oh, and, he and brought Steve's gifts. in the chat too. Well, I'm gonna say it was the start. Is what what happened right here. It was the start of my fall again. Steve <laughs> brought in a giant bag of M and M's for me. Peanut M and M's, of course, one of my biggest weaknesses. He brought in a bag of peanut M&M's. Now, I had no idea where where this would lead me to to last night, to what happened. What is happening? The incident. What did you do? Were you like shoving them in all your orifices like peanut M&M's? Okay, here's the thing. So he gave me this bag of peanut M&M's. And by M&Ms. the way, just very, side what? note, British Steve is in the chat and he said that my accent was spot on. I don't think that's what he said. I think he's just trying to be nice is no. all that is. That's that's called British hospitality, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. British hospitality. <laughs> that's so terrible. Mm. That is so terrible. Andy, Andy, uh, I believe her husband is British, so he can, uh, may- maybe maybe uh, she can. Oh, yes, she can, Paul. Yes, Paul. Mm-hmm. She can assess your, your accent, I'm sure, quite well, too. So, Steve. <sighs> Steve gave me a big, uh, like, not a regular size bag. Like a king, like giant, more than king size. A Greg size bag. It was a, basically it was the size of Greg. It was like a pound of M and M's, probably a pound, a pound of peanut M and M's. My worst weakness on this earth. I'm not even a candy guy, but peanut M and M's. When it comes to them, man, it's tough. And so here's what happened, though. I took that bag, and because I knew the worst thing for me would have been to open that bag right there, so I hid that bag. I hid that bag from myself. Deep within, I've got my uh, backpack that I use, uh, my, my, my bag with all my, like, my documents in it, my business documents. No, it's it's like my computer. Typing it's like typing It's my computer and, and, you know, envelopes and stuff like that. Anyway, so it's my work bag. It's my, my secret. You're over-explaining the bag. I feel my like you have other business like, horrible documents. things in there. Okay. There's a, just don't go in my bag. That's my bag. That's I my property. I would never, ever, don't ever want to go in your bag. Go snooping through my Greg, stuff. Greg, I don't know any single person on earth who would want to go and touch what was inside don't of your bag. Don't go snooping through my Nobody secrets. Nobody wants to snoop through any of your secrets I because I think you have some weird ones that business, I do not want to know. My secret business documents are in oh, there. They're not to be touched. secret business documents. Okay. Don't open it. All right. Wow. Oh my. Did you hear that? That was a really. You just went full on kind of batshit there. So. Now I am going to go into your bag. What are you doing? So. So I, I, I hid the bag of M&M's in there. From yourself. From myself. Inside of your own bag. Because I knew if they were down there in the bottom of the bag, I wouldn't see them and I'd forget about it. So you didn't hide them like somewhere in the studio, like in the back of a drawer or anything. You decided the safe place to keep them away from yourself was to hide them in your own bag that you carry around every day. My first mistake. I always need to leave them. Greg's a weird backpack guy, by the way. Well, yeah, because I I keep my, like I said, my secrets in there. Stuff in my backpack. So usually, when that happens, if somebody is nice enough to to gift me this, then I will leave the M and M's here at the studio at our fine studio in Southeast Portland, where we broadcast Fun Employment Radio uh, live via the Fun Employment Radio Network, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. So I leave them here, so that way I know I can only use them when I'm at work. I'll only eat them when I'm here. I don't like eating around other people, so if you're here, then 
my shame will keep me away from those. Let me just M&Ms. tell you, I love how Greg and I both pay equally for the studio and like for all the equipment in here. Yet Greg, when he's in here eating his shame food, he like is so pissed that I showed up. Like, no, it's how good that you showed up. You, it's good that you're here. He looks so angry, and then I hear the like the subtle crinkling of some sort of shame, whatever that he's eating, and it gets shoved into his like dirty bag of secrets. No, my no, I just I would rather you just stay out of my business. That's all it is. So, anyway, wow. What I'm eating on this side of the table, that's that's my business. Anyway, it does help me keep me from eating those. No, instead I put them in my bag and they went home with me. And here's what happened. I forgot about them for two days. Didn't think about it. Kept it out of my mind until one evening I was doing some work and I went through my bag and lo and behold, what did I catch a glimpse of but that magical yellow bag of peanut M&Ms sitting in the bottom of my backpack and in a moment of weakness, I opened them. Dun, dun, dun. And I thought, you know what? There's, there's so many M&Ms in here. I'm just going to have a couple of them. And, and I had a couple of them. And then I had a few more. And then I had a few more. And I wrapped them up. I stopped myself. I stopped myself. And I put them in the bag. And it's like, nope, it's time to go to bed. And I laid in bed. And it was one of those nights where I couldn't sleep. And what popped into my mind where I'm just laying there tossing and turning, oh, about, I don't know, one thirty in the morning because I just couldn't sleep at all. Boy, you know what's right over there? You know what, Greg? You know what you need to do? You just need to relax for a minute. Why don't you have yourself a peanut M&M? Just have one peanut M&M. You know, just rock over there. It's right there. It's not a big deal. You can't sleep anyway. Maybe this will help you calm down. And so I went over and had myself a couple peanut M&Ms. Woke up, peanut M&Ms in my bed. Because I ate a couple of them, I must have dropped one or two. I was not drunk, mind you. This was not drinking. This is completely sober. This is just tired grade eating, eating peanut M&M's. I like every time you do something dumb, you also have to like say, like, but I was totally sober. Well, because it sounds like something someone would do when they're drunk. I just want to Did re-exercise. you bring the bag? I'm trying to shame myself here, by the way. No, you're because not. Because I, yes, oh, really? Did you bring Talking the- about eating peanut m M&M, and you think I'd have that little sense of uh, of anything like that eating peanut M&M's in bed is something that I'm proud of. Did you bring the bag into bed with you? No, I did not do that. I did not do that. Greg has a line. Greg has a peanut M&M line. I just grabbed a handful and I went over it and I ate it and then I read some of my National Geographic and I must have dropped a couple of them. Anyway, the M&M's were back in the bag. Safely, secure. They were in there. I thought, you know what? This is too much. I need to cut this back. This is a problem. There was about half of that bag left, probably. So I stuffed it in my backpack. Just to be forgotten, not to remember about it. I ended up, uh, you know, going going up camping, going up to Ricketts Fest on Friday. And no problem that oh, night. Oh, wait. So your shame momentums were last week. That's when you opened the bag. This was last week. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I, I thought this we're was getting last to last night. night. Okay. Oh, no. It gets far worse. So I stuffed those uh, down into my uh, down into my bag. This was also the same bag that I took camping with me. So since I was in a hurry leaving from the show, just stuffed my clothes in there. They were at the bottom. No, no nothing, nothing to worry about. On Saturday, my friend Tim, who I was camping with, just tossed me something. He's like, "Here you go. I knew you would want these." Handed me a bag of peanut M and M's while we were camping because he had bought some candy bars for himself for the camping trip and just threw one to me. The thing is, here's what I did, actually. I didn't even question whether or not he was just like, oh, yeah, open those and share them with me. I was like, sweet, thanks. I'm going to have those later. And I stuffed them into my cooler 
And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. He probably wasn't just handing me a whole bag of M&M's. I mean, you probably, I mean, I could open those if you want to share. I was like, no, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I got, got enough for me. You, get, you can have those. So he gave me the bag of M&M's. <clears throat> Here's where the shame is. Saturday night, people were, <laughs> people were hanging around, out around the campfire. I was tired. I wanted to go to bed. And you always kind of want to sneak off, especially at these uh, Ricketts Fest camping trip. You don't want to be the one noticed going to bed and people will just give you crap for it. I walked around to the cooler where I knew those M&Ms were and I had to have those M&Ms. And I tried to go really quietly so that no one would know I was doing it and snuck into there, there into the cooler put those M&M's in my pocket, went into my tent, turned on my headlamp, and I ate M&M's by myself in my tent. Drunk, eating peanut M&M's by yourself in your tent with your headlamp on. And Just sitting there staring at the wall going, oh. And then I realized I had the other ones in my bag too. And I woke up with M&M's all over my tent. There were peanut M&M's all over my tent the next day. What does this have to do with last and night? And both bags were empty. <laughs> I have been drinking that night. Mm-hmm. So I woke up just full of shame. Sure. These two empty and bags M&Ms. of M&M's. Full of M&M's. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then that was that. I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy anymore. That is it. Well, here's the thing. That was Sunday morning when I came back. Monday night, last night, I worked at the museum. Carrie's saying you are a drunk eater. I'm not really. Uh, this just this just happened. Mm-hmm. I deserve shame. It was an awful thing for me to do. I'm not a candy eater. I don't do that. It kind of sounds I don't like you're do a, it. a candy eater. And I'm just, I'm not that guy. I don't crave candy ever. But when it's right there in front of me, it was you a problem. You don't crave it, yet you eat two entire bags of peanut M&M's. I know it. I don't know who I am anymore. This is the problem. This is where I realized I really have a full-on problem. Where All right, I'm then what happened to... last night? Last night, I was working at the museum, because uh, I work at the events sometimes there, where I basically stand around the museum events that are going on it's just it's, it gets rather tedious and boring but it was uh, early afternoon I hadn't eaten I didn't, and I didn't get a break so I couldn't go eat but I had like a quick chance to run down and get coffee and lo and behold what was there but the snack machine <laughs> I thought what could give me a little pick me up well boy just a couple of peanut M&M's would sure help me out a bit and so I had one dollar in my pocket and here's where the problem is this is where I realized where the issue was I wanted to get the peanut. I usually, anytime I ever get a snack there, I usually get like whatever the healthiest thing is. That's just what yes. I do. Yes, that's a- I do. Okay, no, I are you disputing you. me? I'm talking enough about shame here. Jesus, you don't. I'm not lying to you. This is the most embarrassing thing I could possibly say right now. I'm not lying. I normally do. That's what I do. I always I eat fairly healthy, except for this. You don't need to pile onto it. <sighs> I wanted the peanut M&M's. I've never bought candy out of that thing ever in two years. You never do something until you do it. And I tried to buy it, but it wouldn't accept my dollar bill because I had like a crinkle in the dollar bill. But that didn't stop me. I tried for probably about five minutes to straighten out that dollar bill to get those M&M's and it wouldn't accept it. And I got kind of mad about it. And that's when I stopped for a second. I'm like, holy shit. Who the fuck am I? Who am I that is getting mad about peanut? That's not me. That's never been me. I am not that person. 
But I was last night. I think and you I think are I hit person. rock bottom last night. Rock bottom is where it was. I realize it getting mad at a vending machine because I couldn't get the peanut M&Ms out of it. So I'm on hiatus from those. We're taking a break. Mm-hmm. You're seeing other people. I'm gonna go running today. We're getting back in. You know, I did all the all the good work leading up to Hood to Coast, and then it's just now I realized it's really easy to swing back in the bad direction, and I realized that's what happened to me. So I'm just here, you know, to say, you know, to everybody else out there, if you're if you're going through something like this, oh. you're not alone. I've been through it. I hit rock bottom myself. Maybe I can give like some motivational speeches about it. About pe- peanut M&M's? Yeah, just peanut M&M's. Either one's are gross. And uh, now we can get through it together. It's being asked when the last time, uh, Mr. Jenkins asking when the last time is that you went to a dentist because falling asleep with your mouth full of chocolate every night probably isn't <laughs> the best thing for your teeth. Probably not. Well, there we go. I've admitted my shame. I admitted hitting rock bottom. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be like chips or video games. I didn't see the the peanut M&M thing. Like, well, it's really, like, it's Steve and Tim's fault. Because I didn't buy them. They were enabled. I tried to buy them. Yeah, they enabled. It's not like you're spending money on it. It's not like you have a problem. If someone gives it to you, it's not like you're buying it. No. Yeah. I mean, if they, they give it to you, it's not like you're even really doing it. You're like not even really eating them anyway. Yeah, no, it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. But yet I suffer the consequences. Well, there we go. There's my shame. And I'm, Thank you for sharing. I'm right. admitting it. It sucks. I admit it. Admitting it is the first step. Uh, Shockwave in the chat says step one of recovery is blame someone else. And I agree. Oh, yeah, that's true. You are already blaming Steve and people. Tim, it's your fault. It's your fault. Jesus <laughs> Felt like I got to load off there. and I brought something for you today, Greg. Oh, God damn it! You better not have brought peanut M&M's. You're lying. I am lying, but you looked so excited for a I second. I was not excited. You were excited. I was not excited. Your eyes lit up with peanut M&M lights I of happiness. I did not at all. They look like little brown glowing peanut M&M's like, oh. That was not, that's not what was happening. Oh, Greg. Oh, hello, my friends. Hi there. How are you? My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. We've heard Greg's world of crazy. Now listen to mine. My shame isn't crazy. Sure, Greg. Oh, yeah. Steve also brought me some Easy Mac, which I haven't had any since then. But I immediately ate my Easy Mac as soon as he brought it. But I've been able to control it. Can't have you though? Mm-hmm. You would also be one to lie about it. You would not no, tell. I no, I haven't had Easy Mac since uh, Steve brought it. And Steve just—you haven't bought any more Easy Mac. No, I haven't purchased nor have I eaten. Sorry, Greg, you're on your own. I don't know if I believe you. Well, I'm not lying. I don't know if you're as strong as I am to admit your faults. <laughs> oh my god! All right, first up, a new report has come out now, saying, and this is actually a fact that there have been more selfie-related deaths this year than there have been shark-related deaths. There have been more idiots taking pictures of themselves and accidentally dying 
than there have been people attacked and killed but by sharks. How are they dying? Well, people have fallen down the steps of the Taj Mahal. That that one just happened. Somebody died falling down the taking a selfie. Yeah, taking Jesus. a selfie, falling down the steps of the Taj Mahal, uh, falling off bridges, being electrocuted in an effort to take the perfect selfie. And uh, so much so that there are more selfie-related deaths this year than have been deaths from shark attacks. At least 12 people this year have been killed in the process of attempting to take a selfie of themselves. Okay. What? This is fucked up, but I want to ask you a question. What? If someone were to collect all of those pictures that were taken as these people were falling and put them into a book, would you look at the book? No. Would you? What kind of question is that? Never mind. I think they were unsuccessful, too. I don't know if they actually were able to take the pictures or they were trying to. Those would be awful. Are you kidding me? You're a terrible person. I didn't say I was doing it. I asked you. It was a test no. for you. All right, so at least 12 people have been killed taking selfies this year so far, while only eight have died in shark attacks. 12 people have died trying to take selfies of themselves doing something ridiculous. So uh, this has reached such a point in some governments that uh, they've reduced measures to reduce the risk of an accident when people are taking pictures of themselves. So in Australia, there's a 16-story rock that resembles a wedding cake that lots of couples like to climb on top of and take pictures of. It's actually been cordoned off because despite warnings that it could collapse any time, people continue to take photos on it because people are trying to be... Why are people so dumb? I don't know. Well, uh, in Russia, posters have been released warning the public of dangers of doing such things as taking selfies while holding a gun. Uh, because this just <laughs> That's happened. That's so Russian, though. That is such a Russian it thing It just to happened do. a few weeks ago. A teenager died when he shot himself in the head, holding a gun to his head for a selfie. And that was an accident. That just, I, I just can't think of much more of a Russian thing. But then the gun thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some just I mean, have you seen some of the websites of Russian like wedding pictures? Oh yeah, there it's disturbing, and I can't take it's my eyes off of it. It's yeah. fascinating. I know, I know. So uh, just be careful. No picture of yourself is is worth it. No, yeah. no, don't do it. Just don't do it anyway. Just no. for the douche factor. <laughs> for the douche factor. Yeah. No, Greg. Let me ask you this: Are you uh-huh. left-handed? Uh, well, depends. I write. I write with my right hand. I eat with my left hand. I'm a little bit, I guess, mildly ambidextrous, but I write with my right hand. You're a little bit what? Ambidextrous. What was that? Ambidextrous. Well, a teacher in Oakmay, Oklahoma, is now teaching children that if you are left-handed, you are evil. Oh, well, okay. Yes, an Oklahoma woman says that her four-year-old son's pre-kindergarten teacher forced him to write with his right hand because she said writing with your left hand is evil. Wow. Uh, Yes, so this woman's name is Alicia Sands, not the teacher. The mother's name is Alicia Sands. She said her four-year-old son, Zaid, started pre-kindergarten recently at Oaks Elementary School, and she noticed last week while he was doing his homework that he was using his right hand despite being left-handed. So she asked him, is there anything the teachers uh, told you about, you know, writing with your right or left hand? And he raised his left hand and said, I was, she said, this one's bad. <laughs> Jesus. So San said she sent a note to school with Zaid and the teacher's response uh, was to send home an article that said self, uh, left-handedness was unlucky, evil, and sinister. She, this, this is a teacher that sent home this, this article? This is a teacher that sent home the article with the four-year-old. Which I don't understand why this woman didn't just go and talk to the teacher. I mean, why would she send a note that's kind of random? That's uh, very odd. 
Uh, so the article goes on to say the devil is often portrayed as left-handed, which means that people should be evil if they are left-handed. <laughs> what? So the mother- what pictures show the devil as left-handed? What, how do Probably they determine some, that? Like nut job, like Bible thumping <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Does it show the devil like writing in his diary or yeah, something? He's like, where it's your diary. Yeah. How do you know it's left-handed <laughs> from paintings? Saddam doesn't love me like he used to. <laughs> uh, so the mother Chris. said she. <laughs> the mother said she contacted the superintendent with the article, but no action has been taken. So there's no suspension of any kind. There's basically nothing done to this teacher for telling me that my kid's left-handedness is evil. <laughs> Uh, so oh, she said she, she's trying to get her kid transferred to another class. Uh, she says, I don't feel like the school is doing what they're supposed to do for him. Well, after the principal, of course, was contacted by the media. Now the principal at Oaks Elementary says officials are now investigating the matter, but are declining to comment further. Now, I didn't know these superstitions about left-handedness. So left-handedness has been linked to conditions that some might consider unlucky. Studies in recent years have suggested uh, left-handed women are... this. These are just like BS studies, you can tell. Uh, left-handed women are at an increased risk for breast cancer, and adults who are left-handed may be more prone to mental illness. So uh, also a study from December of last year indicated left-handed people uh, in the workforce make up to 12% less money than their right-handed colleagues. Really? People get paid less? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, is that a common thing that people think that left-handed people are evil? I've never heard that before. I know that left uh, pronounced it, uh, some languages sinistra, which is sinister. What, sinistra? Yeah, sinistra. That's left in uh, Italian. Mm-hmm. La destra, la sinistra. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, sinistra. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is what I was saying, yes. Yes. In random news in the world of crazy, McDonald's Japan straw, uh, ja- see, McDonald's Japan is now coming out saying that they've designed their straws to mimic the experience of drinking breast milk while you consume their milkshakes. Ugh. So even if not you're you're not the biggest fan of McDonald's burgers or fries, they do make decent shakes. I mean, I haven't had one in a long time, but I remember them. Uh, yeah. However, if you're going to get a milkshake in Japan. Uh, they wanted to up the ante on your experience by designing their straws to make you feel like a baby sucking down a meal of breast milk. <laughs> so this is common knowledge in Japan. Uh, so they call their shakes McShakes. Uh, and they have their straws designed a certain way so they have the milkshake drunk at the same speed as an infant would nurse breast milk. <sighs> so this Why do they put so much thought into that? I don't like- know. This is a this is a strategy that they've come up with. So uh, one of the business practices, one of the reasons behind this is as such. It says when humans drink something, the speed that produces the most delicious feeling is the speed at which babies nurse. Babies nurse. McDonald's straws are designed so that when used with a shake, the speed will be the same as that of an infant drinking breast. But milk. you're not an infant, and you're, you're not, not drinking breast milk. It's just a milkshake. Well, it just says that this is specific to uh, Japan. All right. A couple, let's see. Well, I've, uh, I have a couple stories, but I had something that I wanted to. Okay. I'm going to end with those. I'm going to do this one real quick. Okay. So this isn't the news. This made me laugh out loud. A retired cop is now coming out with a report that he claims that he helped Tupac fake his own death. And in fact, Tupac is alive and well. Oh, wow. A retired cop is claiming this. Now, he is ill, and he said before he dies, he wants to come clean with the truth that he indeed helped Tupac fake his own death. 
Who is this saying this? This, this is, is a, a retired, retired cop police officer named David Myers, who is in critical condition at a hospital, wants to share his information with the world by claiming that Tupac paid him off to help fake his own death. Uh, a retired, so retired police officer David Myers says, the world needs to know what I did. I'm ashamed that I let a price be put on my word, and I cannot die without letting the world know. Myers claims he was paid $1.5 million. He also said Suge Knight was heavily involved in executing the plan, as well as 30 other people who assisted, including police, medics, and various witnesses. And of all those people, nobody said a word. Yeah, Myers also claims that uh, Tupac paid $50,000 for a body to be taken to the morgue and pretend to be him. And why would he do this? Uh, he's saying that he wants his conscience to come clean. Uh no, why, why Why did Tupac fake his own death, according to uh, him? It, he doesn't say why he did. He just said that he did. He doesn't need to answer all your questions, Greg. That's okay. Yeah. So there you go. Tupac is alive and well, just in case you were wondering. And finally, now this is really weird. And maybe it's because we've had stories like this before, but I have this really weird dream, which I know nobody likes to hear about other people's dreams, but it, it, it kind of goes along with this. So... We talked about this a few months ago about the blood moon that's coming. Yes. And people are starting to think that it's the end of the world. Right. They always say yeah, that. Yeah. So now Utah Mormons are going especially crazy about this. News reports are coming out. Building bunkers and stockpiling food amid earthquake fears as well as end of the world and revelations fears, which are going to be happening on September 28th. So this is when they think the end of the world is going to happen. Yeah. This is the new one. So uh, this is wi- causing widespread panic because all the like the blood moons are all aligning and because you know all the craziness going on in the world, people are now, at least in Utah, convinced that this is what's going to be happening. Well, yeah, on September twenty eighth. Yeah. So uh, so they're um, pre- buying up all the food storage kits, flashlights, blankets, tents, dry food, bottled waters, anything that they can. So they're sucking all the resources dry to be prepared for this. Sure. So this is happening on September twenty eighth. I have to tell you, I had the fucking craziest dream last week, and it really, really freaked me out. It was one of those ones that seemed super real. And I had this dream that there was, like, this huge catastrophic event. I was in Chicago, and it was happening on September 27th. It was the weirdest thing. What? In your dream, it was September 27th? In my dream, it was September 27th, and I was in Chicago, and I was looking around, and, like, the entire city was, like, destroyed, and there were, like, airplanes crashed into the ground, and I remember talking to someone, and they're like, yeah. This is a dream you had. This is a dream I had last week, and I vividly remember the date. It said it was September 27th, because they were comparing it. (gasps) I sound like such a conspiracy nut, but I swear, in my dream, there was, like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, 9-11 and and 927. Oh my like, god, that's awful. It's fucking terrifying. Do you not think how scared I was? And I had this dream last week and then I'm reading this today and it's like, oh, everyone thinks that the world is going to end on, you know, September 28th. I'm like, I've never had a specific date or a place in my dream before and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that's I was awful. in Chicago. I don't know why I was in Chicago and it was on it was on September 27th. I don't know. And it freaked me the fuck out and then when I was okay. reading this I'm like, ah. So nothing's going to happen, but Ugh. it still freaks me what out. The f- yeah, you're freaking me out. I, I don't want to be around out. you. Don't be around me. No. It, it totally, fr- like, I'm not I'm not some psychic or anything, but I have friends that live in Chicago. I want to be like, I had this weird dream. Be okay. Well, you're going to call them up and freak them out I'm about your weird dream? I'm not going to freak anybody out about my weird dream. I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm saying, like, just for a second. Anyway, and so because of the blood moon, bookies are now trying to cash in on doomsday prophecies with bets on when the world will end. So if you feel like betting on it, you can place a bet on what day of the month it is going to end, starting now all the way through September, which is uh, September 28th is when the blood moon is supposed to appear. 
So if you'd like to do that, that is a possibility. I wish I hadn't talked about my dream. There you go. That's yeah. crazy. God. It scared me. Yeah, it fucking it scares me. It was very vivid. It was vivid. It was really freaky. It's just disturbing. Yeah, it was disturbing. You're disturbing. Your face is disturbing. All right. Yeah. Uh, oops, I think we might have just... Shoot. Did I have it turned down? Oh, no. Is Andy here? Yes. Yes, she okay. is, and I just missed it. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and uh, we're going to come back here in just a minute with Andy Main right here on Fun Employment Radio. Yay, dot com. Was, come on. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Sorry, I thought we had something else. Nope. Nope. Just us. Just a surprise. Yep. Uh, make sure you don't look Andy in the eyes right now. Don't look her in the eyes. She's very, <laughs> she's very intimidating. She, well, she's in a good mood. Let's oh, just no, not we don't want to shake the good it up. Mood. Hurricane Andy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome you <laughs> now to Fun Employment Radio. That's gonna stick. <laughs> Andy Maine. Hi, Andy. We were, <laughs> we were just joking about how uh, Andy someday will just turn into just a complete asshole, like Dane Cook, like Dane Cook. I'm just gonna snap. <laughs> I'm gonna become um, a born again Christian. I think. Like, that's oh, something. you're gonna go the other way. Well, Ooh, like, yeah, it'll be part of the the madness. You know, because like it, that could happen to any of us, right? Like, right. Tomorrow, you might just fucking believe in Jesus all of a sudden. Yeah, and then and be like get the mad hardcore, at everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's something that preaching. actively keeps me awake at night sometimes. Like what? Like my mom raised me relatively liberal on Hawthorne, <laughs> and now she has a Ronald Reagan calendar. A oh day, wow! A 365 days of Ronald Reagan calendar. Oh, so not all just different... like the monthly, like the actual day, day by day. Day by day with Ronnie. So each, so, <laughs> so like each picture is a different picture from his career yeah. or his, uh, yeah. wow. All the, all the angles. That's a lot of pictures. That's a lot of Reagan. That's yeah. a lot of Reagan every Especially day. Especially like 30 years later. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what got her to that point. Like one day, yeah, um, when she just woke she up, she's like, Dated, she dated a liberal guy. Like uh-huh. my mom, she's not good at dating. Like she doesn't do it anymore. But uh, she dated this liberal guy who broke her heart, and she became like a rebound Republican. Oh, so it was <laughs> like a Republican. like a revenge Republicanism. Kind of. I think it was always like brewing, and like she she was like, <laughs> I can't handle Hawthorne because she bought the house like in the seventies when Hawthorne was a slum area, and like, yeah. the house was an investment. And then the neighborhood grew up all around, and and I think she just had too many drum circles, like yeah, like on her way home. I mean, and I can understand breaking up with the hippie, like all of it, just you know. And here we are today. Yeah, to a to a once a day Ronald Reagan. I would never yeah. be driven Green. to like the you know being a hardcore Republican, but sometimes in my neighborhood, you know, I live like around Hawthorne as well. Yeah. Like sometimes when I go out and I see like some you know white dude in a turban hula hooping like shirtless, I'm just like, okay, this is too fucking you're, much you're right too, now. Someone should have beaten you up. I know. <laughs> it's like you shouldn't. I'm all you need for to learn your of, boundaries. I know. All for freedom of expression, but you have a just do that in your backyard. Yeah, I don't need to see it on the street. It's but okay. like when we age, you know, the things, the tendencies that we have are going to become a lot more pronounced. You know, like, like. I'm probably going to become one of those, like, screaming liberals who, like, I'm so (laughs) left, you know, I'm, like, anarchistic, and I'm probably going to end up, like, being the complete opposite of my mom, but, like, so liberal that it'll be irritating for everybody here, But see, I don't think that you're going to get to the super irritating point because you're already self-aware of it. Like, you're self-aware of the fact that that might happen. I don't think that... But... You've already put, like, a... I don't know, man. This is... I'm not going (laughs) to sleep tonight thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be like, what if I turn into an asshole as if... I God. didn't know that I was already an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to buy you a Ronald Reagan con- calendar. I kind of want that too. I want. Them, yeah. Do they have like inspirational like sayings on them? Uh, well, I guess you can't have that like, many. You know, if if they 
like on Sundays there'll be like a picture of the American flag and an eagle like kind of an artistic work on the Sunday with like just a Ronald Reagan like headshot and then put in front of other vaguely inspiring patriotic Sweet. images. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I I came over to mom's house stoned and just like flipped through it one day with my <laughs> younger sister and just fucking laughed her asses off while she was cooking us dinner. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, since we had you on last time, you had a shit ton of shows. Yeah, I'm yeah. a lot more relaxed than I was last you time are. I was I here. I can definitely tell. Yeah, last time I was here, like, I heard myself having, like, a verbal meltdown where I'm like, <laughs> I'm too busy. <laughs> but um, the, the Operation Unicorn show went amazing. Oh. Good. It was, like, packed the whole night, and that was, like, three hours of comedy. I saw the pictures, and it just looked like everybody, like, a billion people were there, and it looked like such a good time. Yeah, it was, It was like, one of those, it's probably the best thing I've ever made in my whole life. And like That's it was fantastic. One of those things that were, like, I'll look back on it. Like, let's say that I get snubbed real hard or my feelings get hurt really bad. Mm-hmm. I'll always be like, you know what? You had Operation Unicorn mm-hmm. in your heart the whole time, so you you'll never a, be alone. A big difference in somebody's <laughs> life. That is important. Yeah, like, Veronica still can't even look at me because she's so happy with how it happened. Like, That's Aww. so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we just texted and she's like, shut up, I can't look at you. <laughs> Get away Aww. from me. <laughs> I love you too much. Because we, we handle our, our emotions very, very smart. <laughs> yep. Just can't even spend time in the same room together. Nope. Can't well, handle it. Too much love. <laughs> is Veronica going to be there tomorrow? Yeah, she'll she be is? on the show. Um, yeah, so PDX Comedy Mixtape is happening tomorrow and that's got like Noriko Ott, Alex Falcone, Curtis Cook, Veronica Heath, Caitlin Warehouser, Dan Weber, John Washington. I'm doing all of this by you, you memory. You got good. You've, and I've gotten really good at it. You got a couple more. Oh. Christian you have two Ricketts. that you forgot. Yep. Oh, three. Yep. Okay. Oh, oh uh, Barbara Holm. Yes. Okay, I forget the last one. I'll, I'll never get the last one. <laughs> That's okay. He can be forgotten. No. Okay. It's, it's Scoot. <laughs> oh, Scoot. Harry. Who cares? No, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Oh, all these Scoot. people are amazing. And back in March, we recorded an album at Jackpot Recording Studios. And it was it was really fun. It was exciting. It was new and different. And I kind yeah, of, and just for anybody who doesn't know the concept of it. Yeah. Like what the mixtape oh, is. Oh, um. Each comic does like seven minutes, so all combined it's like a 77, 80 minute album of just like our favorite bits at that moment. And then tomorrow night at Helium, we'll just be doing a show to celebrate the album release. It'll be available on iTunes and Amazon and download cards, which I'll be bringing to the show. And um, we'll obviously do a different seven minutes because uh, otherwise that would be really shitty of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, I, I want to do this every year, probably like do Northwest comedy mixtape yeah. and invite dudes from Seattle and, and lady dudes to come down. And <laughs> um, I, I use dude gender neutrally. Uh, so do mm. I. Yeah. 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 That's how um, I use it too. Yeah. So uh, we'll invite people from Seattle to start coming down and mix it up and do a Northwest comedy mixtape. And that way it'll be kind of like a um, just a moment in time captured for people to listen to and be like, oh. It's a great oh, idea. Yeah. And you're making yeah. a magical bridge between Portland comedy and Seattle exactly, comedy, too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I like those guys. They like us. Um, there's no rivalry between Portland and Seattle comedy friends. Like, Timbers yeah. and, you know, Sounders different thing entirely. <laughs> right. Which is dumb, but, you know. <laughs> so each one of the comedians tomorrow, including yourself, are you, so you're going to be hosting Yeah, tomorrow. I'll be hosting it. Okay, and they're all doing seven minutes apiece? Yeah. That is so great. And so this is... Only five bucks at Helium. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's it's really inexpensive. Criminal. Yeah, you guys. Should, if <laughs> that's you, ridiculous. What what are you listeners thinking about that? Like, 
you have to come. Mm. There's it's no reason five not bucks. to. It's five bucks. It's like less than 50 cents a comedian. And these wow. are all amazing comedians. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a weak spot in the bunch. I mean, but no. truth be told, there's not a lot of weak spots in Portland comedy. I mean, the weakest spot is always given to the host, so I understand oh. what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> that <laughs> seems like the I'm hardest thing. Myself that does seem hard. In the line of fire for everybody else to have a good <laughs> Oh, yeah, the one common theme they can all make fun of. Is just <laughs> 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 You're the common thread, Andy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's happened before. <laughs> so as the host, are you going to go up, like, you'll introduce the show, and then do you kind of go up and introduce each person before they go? Yeah, yeah, it'll just be standard hosting. Like, I'll do a quick set, I'll bring out the first comic, and I'll just usher everybody through the evening together. Mm, and what time does it start tomorrow? It starts at 8, doors are at 7, probably, or 7.30. Okay, awesome. So get there by 7.30, get seated, order a cocktail, and um, we'll have a lot of fun that night. It'll be a really great night for Portland comedy. On Wednesday's a great night to go and see yeah. comedy. I like seeing it in the middle of the week. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no point in staying at home watching TV. That's that's what I've decided. <laughs> that's what anymore. you have all winter for, yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's exactly. Still, yeah. You should get out. Plenty of time for it. So PDX Comedy Mixtape at Helium Comedy Club. Helium Comedy Club on 9th and Hawthorne. So you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com, or what's the best way? Uh, yeah, that's the best that's way. That's the best way? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wanted to also talk about uh, your open mic night as well? Yeah, I run I run a weekly open mic at Bossa Nova in their um, third level, their oh, third yeah. floor, the Nook. It's amazing up there. Oh, that up in the corner up there? Yeah. Oh, that Which, place is cool. For everybody who's at our listener party in November... Um, yeah, that was the upstairs section there, mm-hmm. it's, which is really cool. Yeah, we've got it set up. It looks like an old school kind it of. It looks like an eighties comedy yeah, club. It does. Uh-huh. Yeah, with a low ceiling and a brick wall and some tapestries. You and, expect um, Seinfeld to walk out. And, yeah, 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 and and only it won't be terrible and dated. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really it's just a great room. Um, I'm looking specifically to like encourage storytellers, maybe poets, musicians, people that don't necessarily do stand-up comedy but do some sort of performing art to also come because that just makes it really fun to mix up all of the different art forms for mm. networking and it creates like this atmosphere where people are a lot more open-minded mm-hmm. to what's being on stage so it's not, it, it's just about working on your art, that's why it's called Art Party. Mm. So um, it's been really good, It's been it's been kind of an uphill battle as far as um, bringing a crowd in. Yeah. If I'm going to be 100%, I'm like, yeah. I'm barking on the street to be like, hey guys, you know, in an hour there's an open mic going on. But then we get a good crowd after I do some barking and people are coming back every week. So, you know, it's it's like giving birth to a new room. It's just kind of a, it's, it's a... Getting people used to the idea that there's something yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to be on message and on brand and on point about it constantly. Yeah, what day of the week is it's it? It's every yeah. Thursday, and um, if you get there at 8, that'll be about when the show starts or when sign-up starts, depending on how that Thursday is going. So, no. yeah, go to Bossa Nova's Black Barrel Social Club Thursdays at 8 for Art Party. And bring a guitar or something, and don't be a dumb hippie. <laughs> <laughs> no drum circles. No drum circles. <laughs> no My drum mom circles will call love. me, and she'll yell at me about it. <laughs> Does your mom ever come to see your shows? She saw me a couple years ago, um, and I, it was when I had this joke about bacon lubricant. And... Um, <laughs> Because that was a real thing that I saw on a sign once at Taboo Adult Video. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. So was it during I'm the whole bacon? during the bacon thing, yeah. We were talking about that a couple days ago. Like, I remember when everything was like bacon chapstick, bacon yeah. lotion. Like, yeah. For, what was that, like six years ago? Or, oh, or I guess maybe no, it was like few, three years ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like three, I, mean, I think yeah. this, this, like, you can tell when the bacon thing is over with when they start advertising it as a lubricant. That was at the end <laughs> of bacon thing. But my mom, like, 
that's my grossest joke, and I don't even tell it anymore because it's kind of just stupid potty humor. But my mom was like, "That's the greatest joke." She was kind of drunk. She was so <laughs> she liked excited. That one? She was so excited. At the end of the joke, I'm talking about fisting Charles Bukowski, I think. <laughs> and mom was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> I've never been so proud, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real, real change. So. <laughs> Bacon lubricant sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean lubricant. I don't want. Let's yeah, not, we don't need to. We don't even need to talk about I'm it. Trying every time I go on your show, we'd get gross. Are we gonna talk about bugs? No. Or <laughs> did we? Did we talk about bugs last he got, time? He got bit uh, by a hornet last time. Yeah. Was, we talked about my sty. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah, bed to, bugs at one point with uh, Huntsberger, I think. Oh yeah. 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 It, it's. I was eaten alive by mosquitoes this past weekend. Oh shit! It sucks. I am covered. That we mosquito weren't gonna bites. talk about. Okay, I'm just sorry. I'm, I was just saying. I mean, we broke it as soon as we set it up. I know. know. Yeah, that kind of did happen. (laughs) I did get eaten alive. Did you? I actually got eaten alive once, and my face and swollen shut. Oh no! And I was working in Minneapolis at a as a barista, and I had to go to work the next day like sloth from the Goonies, like swollen (laughs) shut. And people are like, "Hey, can I have a cup of coffee?" And I'm like. Sure. And they're like, what's wrong with your face? And I'm like, nothing. I just wanted them. What's wrong with your face? Yeah, I just wanted them to feel bad for asking me. Oh, why. that's awesome. Good. <laughs> Andy, Use it you, to your advantage. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. Every time you feel anything weird with your eye, do you fear it's a sty again? Absolutely. I have been have like, it doesn't happen very often, but I think because of allergies, my eyes have been a little irritated, and I am so freaked out. Every time, mm-hmm. like, oh god, is it a sty? And then I'll sit there and stare at my eye in the mirror for like ten minutes, <laughs> well, like, seeing if I can see. You think it you growing. can watch it? Yeah, grow or yeah, is that I don't like, know. I'm just intimidate I'm, it back in. I'm totally in, fearful or? of it. I had a thing. Oh god, we are just going. We are right. doing it. That's, We're doing. It. I started taking my fish oil god pills damn, again. We've done bugs <laughs> and styes already. <laughs> it just happened to me, guys. Fish oil pills are like really good for preventing styes, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm a vegetarian, but oh. um, and I don't want to. Burp fish oil pill. You can get them unscented. It doesn't make a okay. Yeah. I mean, if if they if it comes back like really hard, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. But uh, I have this thing where I couldn't look at the light because my eye hurt too much to look at the light. Like the the pupil when it was changing, like a camera lens. Uh-huh. You know, it was like red and infected, and I was driving for like three days, and it was getting worse and worse. So. Oh. I don't know, man. Yeah. We're, we're all aging. You and I are both turning 35 soon. We are. I've started to yeah. like have to stretch like uh-huh. before I go to bed because I'll like sleep in the middle of the night and I sleep one wrong way and I am fucked for like a week. Absolutely. Yeah, like my shoulder, I slept weird on it probably like four days ago and I still <laughs> it's still not right. It's still, I've tried to start. I'm like, now this is why this is why people do yoga because uh-huh. their body, like it turns against them and everything all like locks up. After so- you turn 40, it's like your body starts dying. Right now we've got like five years left of like living. Living and then <laughs> that's it. Live it up. Live it up. You guys are both mams then now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Greybeard. Yeah. Like Greg. Yeah, I know. Oh, I didn't so know since that. Since the last time he grew <laughs> out his beard, it is like 50% it's more gray. It's been like two years since Look I at did that. it. I didn't know there was gray in my beard, and now there is gray in my Isn't beard. Isn't that weird? Like when you're looking at the gray, it's like, all those follicles yeah. have died. I just look distinguished. Like your life has stopped. Or your, no, face <laughs> I'm has stopped choosing creating... to ignore your reality and <laughs> your face embrace has my own. creating pigment for them. Now it's just like, nope, that's done. Your follicles are like, fuck that. They're just closing off one by one. Because of all the knowledge I have, or something. I don't know. Nah, it it sucks. I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> now we're all just thinking about our imminent death. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're all gonna die, so might as well get out and see some comedy tomorrow night. Might as well laugh all you can. Don't know how many days you have left, but at least maybe you have tomorrow. Maybe we do have tomorrow, <laughs> and if so, celebrate with us. Celebrate if we, life. If we make it, yes. choose life. <laughs> choose. <God. laughs>
<laughs> I've started putting vitamin E cream on my face or like oil every day. So I'm like fountain of youth. Yes. And your your skin, might I say, it's it's very nice. Oh, yours is spectacular as oh well. Oh my god, oh, shut, up. You. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I can't see Greg's under his gray no, beard. Under his beard. Yeah, no. it's He's probably got pores you can stick a fist through. That's that's why this is gross. <laughs> see, this hides all the problems. Uh, that's you what need it is. to exfoliate, buddy. That's your problem. It's like Edward James almost underneath there. <laughs> Did you do know. a lot of coke in the eighties? Because it shows. It shows on your teeth. Do it for the kids. <laughs> Selena. In the eighties, I'm not that old. Oh <laughs> <laughs> sure, Greg. All right, but PDX mixtape, go. Go tomorrow. to PDX mixtape. Go to the uh, Thursday open mic art party at Bossa Nova. Uh, I also host Curious's open mic every Sunday if you really like watching me host stuff. Awesome. Um, David Huntsberger is coming back to town in October. Love him. Yeah, I think yeah. we were going to try to get him in here, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think all Jane just uh, put together, put out their um, their their website and their lineup. Oh, did yeah, they? Yeah, I saw they yeah. were announcing oh. it today. Did they already do it? Yeah, they just did the announcement. Very nice. cool. Yeah. I'm taking this year off because, you know, he can't do every year. Mm. But um, go support that. It's an amazing... They, got, they oh, have yeah. Karen Kilgariff on it, who um, she was in Mr. Show. Yeah. And she does... I was like, I know that name. Yeah. Just... She's incredible. Like, That's I, awesome. I'm really mad I'm not on it this year because oh. <laughs> of Karen Kilgariff being on it. But, well, you'll at least be able to go and see all the yeah, shows that yeah, you want. Yeah, totally. Go then. see it. Hang out with me. Not being a comedian, just watching it. Yeah, Andy's super rad. Like, if you get a chance to come you up guys, and chat I with her, go shoot the shit. more friends. <laughs> yes, as you can tell, I've she's not personable all at all. I've burnt through them all. <laughs> <laughs> just like Dane Cook. And his downward spiral. <laughs> but yours will be a religious one. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna be, I mean, we, we've only got a matter of time until I become a right-wing Christian. It's in my DNA. We oh. need one. It's, it's, doesn't there need to be one in Portland comedy? Is there not? Yeah, oh. yeah right-wing, like, like Reagan. Oh, the reason why that never works, like Fox tried doing a Daily Show spoof, you know, like, oh, we're gonna do the right wing Daily Show, but then it just means that they're making fun of poor people and immigrants. (laughs) (laughs) That's who Republicans target. They're like, that is awful. You know, you can't get an abortion, single lady. (laughs) That's their whole show. Like, isn't this funny? We're like John Stewart. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? <laughs> Shut up, you Mexican. I mean, oh, God, this feels terrible to even satire right here. No, you're good. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks you're being... If anyone thinks that that's how you feel, I don't think they get our show. <laughs> like, they're not even self-aware enough to make a sketch where they're, like, misapplying mis- uh, a racial stereotypes of the wrong groups of people. Oh. Like... That just sounds like the most awkward thing ever. I kind of want to find it and watch it, to See, be honest. And like, Greg that's, loves watching awkward that's things, hilarious. and that's my nightmare. Yeah. I hate seeing Oh, that. I love watching things like crash and burn and like just... That, where they just don't get how awful it is. Mm-hmm. That yeah, kind of stuff's fun to me. comedy, I mean, that's the only one I know about. But there was also um, a Vice article I read recently about Christian stand-up comedy where it's like you're actually kind of a minister doing a stand-up-ish routine that's about the gospel to a bunch of, like, church people at a Sunday service. And I mean, they, I make, they make 
thousands of bucks a week doing that. I mean, I can see that working if that's your audience. I mean, you know what your audience is. Yeah, like a lot of like really white bread corny jokes about, you know, I don't even know. I I don't have any references for this stuff. I'm going to actually look that up. I'm curious to see like what it actually sounds like. The wife burning dinner or something like that. Yeah, just like Private Beaver is edgy for them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. I heard a real person. You might have say a feature in this. Day. This could I actually might. work. I yeah. think you should. <laughs> Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. <laughs> that I like that phrase. Fantastic. I love it so much. My coworker said it. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Craig, are you just trying to say it better than both of us? No, I was just trying to you trying to get to into the character of it. Sure. I, I dig it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, before we go, we do have a birthday that we need to get to. Yes, yes, we do. So I do have it pulled up. So we want to wish a very happy birthday to a fellow what. Uh, wrestling fan our other um buddy adam posse's in the chat right now oh adam posse what's up buddy hi hi uh so it's danny's birthday yes indeed danny happiest of birthdays happy birthday dan yeah happy birthday to you happy birthday to you you're old enough now. You're a Dan, damn it. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Happy we birthday, know a Danny. Danny. You change it to Dan. That's Which, true. Which, I mean, is it Danny Feltz? Is it a specific Dan? No, it's... No, did a... Danny Feltz change it to Dan? No. Okay. <laughs> you were like, oh, this is gossip. Ooh. No. I just, oh. That's the only Danny I know. No, when I... <laughs> I thought I was supposed to know who this was. No, I would no. love to meet you, Danny. <laughs> I would love to shake your hand, kiss your cheek, and wish you a happy birthday. No, whenever I think of Danny Feltz, I always think of when someone had hacked into his email and uh, changed his name to Denny Farts. <laughs> and we would get it. Is, I will never that. not be funny. It was the funniest thing. So he would write us these like really well worded like uh-huh, emails. Very, like, like professional emails. Like, talking about promoting something and in the tagline, it would be like, you know, Danny Feltz or whoever it was. But the name next to it was Denny Farts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that for months. That's awful. And then <coughs> it was so confusing because the email was like professional. very professional. Yeah. But I'm like, really? Is he sending these out like Denny, <laughs> Denny Farts? Farts? That sucks. <laughs> and so then a few months later, like he found out. I saw him post about it on Facebook. And he was like, whoever the fuck got into my email <laughs> and changed my name to Denny Farts, I'm going to kill you. I would be livid. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I'm just going to laugh at it instead. It was- <laughs> That's amazing. Greg and I actually talked about it once. We're like, it doesn't seem like him. Why is he writing? Why does he call himself Denny Farts? Denny Farts. I think he's over it, but we still find it so fucking funny. I can't I help it. I like, try, like, every time we've had him on, I try not to. <laughs> Look at his smile. There's a picture of him, a little icon next to his name, and he's just grinning like he doesn't even know he's Denny Farts. <laughs> oh. Uh... <laughs> All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Um, birthday Danny will be with Adam Posse on the McMahon Horn today. Oh, awesome. On the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, yeah, talk about the championships this past weekend or the Battle of Champions or the champion. I, I watched it. I can't remember what it was called. I have no idea what you're talking about. Hell in a Cell's coming up on October 25th. Super stoked for that. <sighs> what? I don't know I who like you wrestling. are anymore. I know. What? I don't recognize this person across from Whatever. me. Whatever. Anyway, uh, that is coming up the McMahon Horn <laughs> at about 5.30 here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and that'll be followed by Guys and Balls at about uh, 7.30-ish. You sound really confident in that. I was trying to blend it together and then 
7.30-ish. Because I didn't look at one time. And go support Andy and watch her and a bunch of other amazing comedians tomorrow night at Helium Comedy Club. Show starts at 8. Yeah. Only five American five dollars. Five dollars, guys. And uh, bring cash to buy the album. Yes. So that you can listen to memories that you never had, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and make new memories make for new your memories. memories. Yeah. Yes. yes. There we go. Because we're all alive right now. So go see comedy. I'm trying to wrap That's it up. You don't know together. how much longer it's going to be. That's but deep. I'm just giving myself an existential crisis. That and if you have good. a sty, you're welcome. You're you, welcome to come. I Nobody will, will judge and ask you what's wrong with your face. No, no, I will never ask you what's wrong with your face. Who asks yeah. what's wrong with somebody's face? It's just rude. Fucking assholes. Assholes, that's who. <laughs> Mini assholes. <laughs> I can't do that with my lisp. Uh, check out my website, andymaincomedy.com. Awesome. Yeah. And you have your art on there and everything. Yeah, I've got right? art and dates and um, big hairdos. It's great. She has some super big hair. It's I have awesome. some pretty awesome hair. Mm-hmm. That's real good. Check it out for yourself. Come Tomorrow night at Helium. I'll, um, I'll make it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good pitch. I'm, I'm so solid on this show today. <laughs> we I'm all definitely, are. It was I'm definitely not going to listen to it tomorrow and just start crying. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you are fantastic. Go see Andy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, I always Andy. love coming here. We love you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Happy birthday, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.